Is one of your 2023 goals to build your brand and grow your audience? If that's what you're focusing on this year, you're going to have to get really good at creating consistent content. Yes, you're going to have to create content this year. And if you're sitting here shaking your head yes, and you're like, Jen, yes, I know I need to create content, but sometimes I just don't feel confident enough to put myself on camera, or sometimes I don't know what to post, or I don't know how to create videos, or I don't know what if I should do YouTube or TikTok or Instagram or Facebook, and I'm just so overwhelmed with all the options, and I just don't even know where to start. If that is you, you're in luck because you're listening to the right person. Last year in 2022, I made my word of the year content. My whole goal was to learn as much as I possibly could about content creation and create as much content as I could in order to grow and build my audience. And that is exactly what I did. And throughout the year, I learned a lot about content creation. I learned a lot about what works, what doesn't work, and I collected a hell of a lot of tools along the way to help me grow my audience And not only am I now growing a thousand followers a day, but I also have a couple of reels that have reached over 2.5 million views. So if you want to learn all of my do's and don'ts or what I like to call my laws of content creation, you're in luck because I have a free guide that I made just for you. It's Jen's 10 laws of content creation and it's totally free. Just go to 10lawsofcontentcreation.com. I'm also going to put it in the show notes, but the number 10 lawsofcontentcreation.com and you can get my completely free guide to all of my laws about how to create epic content so that you can build your audience and skyrocket your brand in 2023 and beyond. So go download it. I dare you. There's no way to get to your goal without pressure. Anything that you have not achieved that you've actually put down as a goal or on a vision board, there's not enough pressure behind it if you have not reached that goal. So pressure is a privilege. And often we need to make up our own pressure in order to get to the level that we want. What if today was the day that you dared yourself to do what you've always wanted? Welcome to the I Dare You podcast. I'm your host, Jen Gottlieb, and together we're going to step outside of our comfort zones and into our best lives one dare at a time. So come on, I dare you to dive right on in. Welcome to a very exciting episode of the I Dare You podcast. I am super stoked about this because this is the very first guest interview that we're doing on the I Dare You podcast, and we are kicking it off with a bang with the amazing Queen Lori Harder. Lori couldn't be a perfect, a more perfect first guest for me because Lori is one of the main reasons why I started a podcast in the first place. So Lori Harder is the creator and the host of the Earn Your Happy podcast. Now, the Earn Your Happy podcast was one of the very first podcast I ever listened to when I was a struggling actress trying to create a business on the side. I would walk around New York City and I would listen to Lori in my headphones in the snow, dragging around my little suitcase behind me with all my audition dresses, going from audition to audition. And I would just listen to Lori. And every single day she would inspire me to take one step further towards what I really wanted to do. She inspired me. Uh, she and she didn't even know she was doing it at the time. And I remember I would walk around and I would envision in my head, one day I'll be friends with Lori. Oh, what would I say if I was ever on her show? Or, you know, what would I ask her? And I, I would envision these things. And she was just 
an imaginary friend in my head. I was literally a crazy person envisioning that Lori and I were friends. And skip to now, we truly are best friends. And I've been on her show. And now she's going to be the very first guest on my show. And she exemplifies daring herself to do things that are uncomfortable more than anybody that I know. A few of Lori's amazing accomplishments are she's built three separate seven-figure businesses. She's the founder and CEO of Light Pink, which is a female-founded and focused beverage company that is epic that I'm actually a partner and investor in. She's the best-selling author of A Tribe Called Bliss, an amazing book. She's the founder of the Bliss Project event. She runs the Forbes Top 11 business podcast. Like I said, earn your happy. It has over 40 million downloads, so you want to make sure you go and subscribe and download that podcast. And she co-hosts another podcast called Girlfriends in Business that she launched alongside Allie Webb, who's the founder of Dry Bar, and Brittany Driscoll, who's the founder of Squeeze. She is also an 11-time fitness cover model and a former fitness guru, but now just an amazing thought leader, entrepreneur, speaker, and inspiration for you. So without further ado, I give you one of my besties and my personal mentors, Lori Harder. Lori! Hi! Oh my gosh. This is insane. So I just have to say, like, this is a moment. I want everyone to take a beat and listen to this moment that's happening in real time because Lori Harder is the person that really inspired all of this for me to start a podcast, to be visible, to create a business. Because I spent so much of my time before we were friends listening to you in my ear, and you were basically motivating me to take one scary action step at a time to change my life. And that's really why we're sitting here. And now we're besties. We manifested each other. We didn't even realize we were doing it. And we're here in this moment. And you're my very first guest on the podcast. So welcome. I'm so excited to be here. Um, there are there are just those super special moments where you are like, I just feel number one, so excited. Number two, I couldn't even believe that you listened to my podcast and that's how we connected. Um, and number three, like what we're going to talk about today, this is such plays a, such a huge role on what you just said, because you need to go after your dream. You need to learn how to go for it. And if I did not go for my dream, I would be missing one of my absolute favorite people in life. And that is you, Jen. I just, you guys, Jen and I have these back and forth voice notes that I live for that literally I either, she picks me up off the floor or I feel like I can run through a wall afterward. So this is the type of thing that if you go for your dream, you have in your future, let alone all of the abundance, all of the relationships, it just gets better and better. It's all for you. And I really want to do this conversation with you specifically and have you go through your go for it formula, because it's really easy to look at someone like you and look at the chapter 20 and like compare your chapter one to, you know, Lori's chapter 20. So you see, she's a top podcast host. She's got a best-selling book. She's got seven figure business, you know, and you see all this stuff and it's like, gosh, like, it, how did you get there? And little do people know is like, you don't necessarily always see all of the dares you had to take and all of the scary decisions you had to make and all of the bumps you had to basically drive over along your road to getting to where you are. So you're an expert at taking action with fear in the passenger seat of the car. You, you really are. And I know that because we're friends, but I want my listeners to hear your formula, what you use throughout your life to go from 
where you started, which I'll let you talk about it a little bit through your formula to where you are now, which I know many people that are listening would love to have a career just like yours. And so you have this go for it formula. It's perfect for the I Dare You podcast because the people that are listening are, are they're wanting to step outside their comfort zones. Like everybody that's listening is like, I'm daring myself every day. Every day we give people a dare. What's, you know, one thing that you can do that's a little scary today that will move you forward. So Let's talk about this go for it formula so they can dare themselves to start taking that baby step and maybe going for it a little bit more. So tell me the first step. First of all, I love the name of your podcast um, so much because that's what it's all about. Second, uh, the go for it formula came simply because I look back at the history of me like not doing anything for majority of my life to then all of a sudden starting to get traction and do things and face my fears. Like what happened in between there? What was it? Mm. And when I look back, I found a pattern mm. and I've been able to, you know, th the reason I wanted to figure out this formula is because I've pivoted so many times that I've had to be a beginner and start over again and again and again, for a little bit of a backstory, I started as a, you know, I went from random jobs up until I was 27 years old. So working at an Ulta, working at a to-go coffee shop where you drove through like a drive-through coffee shop, working um, at the front desk of a salon. Um, you guys, I was raised in a really small town in Upper Michigan, um, a little bit more of a restrictive religion. So I didn't associate with anyone outside of that. Um, I didn't graduate high school ever still to this day. Like, how did I get from there to where I am now that Jen just described? And I can tell you that looking back, right? Like being able to, we can only connect the dots looking backwards. I know that's one of your favorite quotes from oh, Steve fine. Jobs. Um, mm -hmm. I'm like, oh my God, I've found the pattern. I oh. found the formula. And because success leave clue, leaves clues, I've noticed this with everyone. Like now that I can see what it is, I'm like, they do the same thing. Oh my God. They make sure that Jen has the same thing as me. Like, as I share this, Jen, you're going to be like, yep, I do the same exact thing because it's what successful people have to do and have in place in order to do it. So with that said, I'm going to tell you what the four are and then we'll go through them. I literally have goosebumps. Y'all, she's giving you the action steps right here, telling you how she did it. Listen, okay, step one, go. Okay, so the go for it formula consists of four steps. And the first one is know what you really want and why. And sometimes this can overwhelm people like, I don't really know. I'm super confused. Okay, let's go with the most interesting one or the one that can get you the most cash right away that you're interested in. It actually doesn't matter. You have an idea on what you want that to do, but where people get really, or what you want to do, but where people get really lost is they think it has to be the ultimate end goal or I'm a little confused. I don't know what to do. So I'm not going to do anything. Okay. Word. What is it that sounds good to you? Do you just want to see if you can be an Instagram influencer and sell some links from Amazon? Okay, let's go all in with that in the beginning and understand why you want to do it. And to be honest, in the beginning, most people's why is I want extra money or I want to get the hell out of this job or I just want to stop worrying every single day. And, you know, Jen, it's, it's crazy because we, we think that our why has to be like this all encompassing and that we need to make all of this money from it. But the, the thing that we need to realize is that you just need to meet that first need, that first like basic need. This is where it all starts. 
Do you just need 200 extra dollars a month? Like, do you just, my why? Do you want to know what my why was, Jen, yes. in the beginning? When, yes. when I first started fitness and we had lost, uh, when my husband and I first got married, we actually ended up losing everything because he worked, he was the breadwinner and I was working random jobs. I was making like $1,500 a month. Um, and I just, $1,500 a month, you guys. So <laughs> with that said, when he lost his job, we ended up losing our house. We lost our cars. We were $300,000 in debt. We borrowed all of his parents' retirement money just to like get back to ground zero. And they had no retirement money. So there was like a lot of guilt around that. Um, and my goal was number one, just to pay them back. And also I was like, I just want to buy like the fancy Greek yogurt. I just want to buy some healthy food. Like every time I put the freaking healthy cottage cheese in, I felt so much guilt. I was like, do I need this? We can't afford it. I could just buy this. It's a lot cheaper. And I remember feeling so mad that I had to have that feeling every time. Like, why do I feel guilty about this? These things that I want that are a little bit extra. And so that was my first goal. Like, how do I make enough money to do X? So we get super consumed when really you should be collecting these experiences from the things that you think could be possible to help you make that small amount of money. And that is like training 101. Everything that I've ever done has trained me for the next thing. And I had to figure out how to make an extra $200 a month to pay for the cottage cheese in order for everything else to open up for me and say, oh, if I can do this, I could probably also try that. Or I could try to do this at a bigger level. So it opens you, the door. It, it opens the, the door, door for you. You don't need to know the big picture. I love this so much. And listen to Lori. Lori is someone that did it. And she had no, she, you didn't know like, oh, I'm going to have a top podcast. You had no idea. No. <laughs> You're like, I want to buy the cottage cheese. Get me the cottage cheese and that cottage cheese opened up the door that kind of led you to the next step, which led you to the next step, which opened your eyes to other things. So after you were able to, well, first of all, what ended up getting you the cottage cheese? I really want to know what was that job or that step that you had to take that got you to buying that first beautiful, healthy cottage cheese? <laughs> I'm loving this. The title um, of the show. <laughs> get the cottage, how to get the cottage cheese. <laughs> okay. You know, the first thing was I was training at um, a big box gym. We know, we all know this particular place that I trained at and they were only selling or they were only paying me $6 per 30 minute session at the time. This is probably about 15 years, 14, 15 years ago. And so every session was 30 minutes, but I'd get the $6 making a whopping maybe 12 if I could get that. And I was back to back like all day long um, with these sessions. And it was the first moment that I was like, okay, what are these? I started seeing like these per people who were doing it outside of a gym, right? They had just businesses, whether they were in the park that they would just train mm -hmm. people or, or if they did it at home or went to people's homes. So I was like, okay, I could offer these people, um, you know, totally illegal, but side sessions, <laughs> side sessions or be like, Hey, I started proclaiming my dream. This is where it all started. You guys. I started sharing my dream out loud. Mm -hmm. There is, there is magic in this. And I promise you, if you do it enough to enough people, everyone you come in contact with, you're going to be on the road to that dream in like a month or less. So this is where people go wrong is, um, it was the first time I was like, this is going to feel stupid. I don't feel like I should be saying this. Who am I to do this? But I told all of my current clients, I was like, 
you know, my dream is to have my own studio and I can't wait to do one-on-one and do whatever I want and host, you know, boot camps on the weekend or wellness days or whatever that looks like. And within about two weeks of me sharing that with people, there was a woman who was uh, a chiropractor at the time and just opened her own place. She was only 27 years old. And I was like, that is crazy that at the time I was like, wow, this is really amazing that this woman has opened her own um, practice. And she said, okay, here's the deal. I don't think you have the money to rent my lower level, but my lower level is a bare bones basement. I'm talking studs, wires, but she's like, but it's a space and you can have it if you train me and my partner for free. I said, done. I was in there within two weeks. I trained, I swallowed my pride. I trained people the whole year in studs with wires hanging down, telling them that I was doing construction with no plans or money to do any construction whatsoever. Um, I'll never forget this woman pulled up, found me on, I don't remember what it was, how she found me, but I think through a referral and she pulled up in a Range Rover, which by the way, I had no idea what a Range Rover was. I, I was in Minneapolis at the time, I from the Midwest and I hadn't lived there too long. And I was like, what is this fancy car? And I was mortified because she was, I was asking a lot of money for training or what I thought at the time was like a hundred, you know, dollars per session or something, which was pretty big compared to my six. And she, my $6 and she was walking down the stairs and I was like, Oh, I'm under construction. You know, it's going to be amazing and whatnot. And she continued to show up for the whole year. Didn't care at all. Um, but I shared that story with her later and she was like, I didn't care. I was just there for the training. Um, but these are the moments you're going to have over and over and over. And it's not the fake until you make it. It's just like, just do it till you are it, you know, and technically if you're doing it, you are it. Um, so that was that leap from how do you, you know what I mean? How do you even, uh, get started on the next level? So step one is to get clear. So you you weren't even crystal clear. You were just clear on your why, which was so simple. It was the first step. I want to start buying healthier cottage cheese. I need to make a little bit more money. And that led you to this experience of you now going from making $6 an hour to training in your own space that happened because you just started speaking your dreams out loud. And so now what's the next step? So now you're, you're an entrepreneur, essentially you're running your own business. And what, what else did you have to go for? What's the next step for the go for it formula? Okay. So the, the next step is to figure out your fears and obstacles and how to support them, not overcome them. And I would get really lost in thinking that I need to overcome my anxiety and overcome my fear. So whenever it wouldn't go away, even when I would do scary stuff, I was like, oh, I'm broken. Oh, I'm not like her because eventually their fears went away. And to this day, I just did a talk an hour ago um, into a group and I still get really nervous. But now as Brendan Burchard says, like I view it as performance edge or the thing that keeps me on track or the thing that makes me make sure I go over my notes one last time. Um, Otherwise, if I was totally comfortable, I got to be honest, I have the personality where I'm like, I'm good. (laughs) And so I'm grateful for those nerves and that, you know, quote unquote anxiety, I just reframe it. So figure out your fears and obstacles and how to support them, not overcome them. Let's talk about this because you're, when you're thinking about the goal that you have, and I'm going to go back to when I went from, so I went from fitness to network marketing to personal development, which then led me to books and podcasts and now I'm launching a physical product. Those are seemingly not related. So I wanna share that because you become a beginner every single time. 
but the formula remains the same. So figuring out your fears and obstacles and how to support them. When I pivoted, I'm going to use when I pivoted from, um, or personal development, but then decided to be an author. And Jen, we can kind of talk on this. Yeah. So I was doing, you know, launching courses and doing events, but I had never written a book. If you guys caught it in the beginning, I have never graduated high school. So like, I'm not super, I'm not exactly the person who's like, okay, I'm going to be so good at this. Let's launch this book. I'm a writer. Like that is not the story in my head. It's like, what are you thinking? Have you seen how you write? Did you even look at like your handwriting and you don't know what a paragraph is? So all of these stories are in my head. And so the fear around that, like the question to ask is, what is the fear? And then what do I need? to feel safe and supported. And those are really important questions. Mm. Figure out the fear. The fear was, I'm going to look stupid. I don't know how to do this. My default is to get frustrated and quit. Okay, so what would I need? What does what does Lori need? Because I, I turn into third person when I do that. Like, what does Lori need to feel safe and supported? And it's like, okay, um, she would need a coach. She would need accountability. And she would need someone to edit to make sure that I'm saying things in a concise way, that I'm not overrunning myself um, or overrunning paragraphs and things like that. So who would that be? So now we say, okay, these are the needs. Who would that be? Who's done this before that I could ask if they use them? Because trust me, everybody's doing this and everybody has a person. Right. I was just in an amazing room with the most incredible humans and they all do this and they all have people like we even talked about book coaches and course launch helpers and coaches of like literally all kinds. You find the help, you hire them or you trade with them like I did with my chiropractor and you figure it out. So figure out your fears and obstacles and how to support yourself around them. Or it, Because if you don't feel supported and you don't have those safety nets in place, you're never going to take the risk. And I just want to share a quick story that... You know, Jen, when you um, were in our couples mastermind and we would always do things that made us uncomfortable, right? Because that's how you push past your fear. Mm -hmm. We were sitting there thinking about what could we do as couples that could make us all really uncomfortable? Like these are high achievers. How do I make these people uncomfortable? And I was like, oh my God, we should do trapeze class. And so the thing that I noticed when we all showed up, there was a bunch of us couples who showed up to do this trapeze class. Number one, we were all uncomfortable. But even by sharing our shared discomfort as a group, number one, that started to make the discomfort go down. Okay, we're all uncomfortable. So share with a group of like-minded people potentially doing the same thing. And so the fear starts to suppress. Number two, obviously we weren't going to do this without a net. So anyone, they even the seasoned professional who is there and any seasoned professionals you see in Cirque, majority of them have some sort of safety below them, whether it's net or water or whatever. Um, and they make sure that they have that and not just that they double check it and they talk to each other. Do you have this? Do you have this corner? Like you spend a lot of your time ensuring that you have that safety net because without the safety net, you're not going to take the risk. When you look yes. at people who take risks, it's because they have that. I just heard a quote, um, this weekend. I don't know if it was from him, but Tom Billy, had said it. And he said, um, the people with the most um, connected uh, relationships in their family life or at home, or even it could be friendships, have the highest risk tolerance. And it's the truth because we know that even if we fail, 
we still have this group of people who are going to accept us. So that's another way to support yourself. Mm. And I love that you're giving people permission to say, hey, this is what I need. So we have a lot of people like believe this thing that we if we're doing something scary, we're in it alone. We got to go for it. We got to go for it 100 percent. We got to muscle through it. We have to be a hustler and like a superstar and, you know, be a fighter. But what you're saying is it's okay. You do need support when you're doing something scary and it's okay to ask for what you need. And in fact, that's going to make the fear dissipate, which is 100 percent true. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. You ready for number three? I'm so ready. Bring it to me. Okay. So number three is build your network and learn how to use it. Yes. And oh my God, what would we do without it? Right? Like truly you are, you're my network in so many ways, Jen, like even via those voice notes, it, it's like these different modalities that people don't think of that if you learn how to use it and learn how to find those people. It's going to support you more. You can more than you can know, because I didn't know voice notes were going to be an amazing support to me, but I also have to reach out to you and tell you where I'm at for them to work. So I could have Jen as a friend, which I've had you as a friend for a long time, but we just started this recently because I need next level support right now in my life. And so I was like, who would I want to next level support me? And what would that look like? So I didn't know if that was a Zoom, a phone call getting together, but you're in New York. I'm on the other side of the United States. And it's like, okay, this seems to be the best. And we kind of, we kind of just fell into it, but you have to like try these different ways of what is the network? Like, how should I create it? Who should I put it in? And then how do I use it? So for you, I do this for Lindsay, who's here with me in Arizona, we meet each other for walks, you know, for friends in other places, maybe we do some Zooms, or maybe I fly over to California for a day, because it's only an hour flight, like, these are the things that I have in place for my network, and then using it. But let's talk to the people who don't necessarily have a network yet. Um, it's really easy to look at people and be like, oh, it must have been easy for you to make friends or, you know, you have these accolades. Everybody wants to be your friend. And I can't tell you how actually untrue that is. Um, yes, there are some people at certain levels who people want to be around more because maybe they've gone out in the world and done stuff. But I'm talking about true vulnerable connection where you are both an equal value exchange and being vulnerable on one side and getting help and then vice versa. Um, there's no way to connect without vulnerability. We all know Brene Brown's work and this takes work. It takes time and it takes commitment. So the first thing that I would do thinking about network is there's, there's kind of two kinds of people that you want in your network. Um, just to break it down easily, there's kind of like your peer group like your daily friends. And then there's the mentors. Um, there is a third level that I'll just say, but we're not going to talk about. Then it's kind of the people below you that you also want to help bring up, but we're not going to talk about them today. They're for another day. So this would be the peer group. These are people around you that you need. They need to be, you know, these are the people that are doing the same thing as you or a little bit behind you, but you know that they're like-minded and maybe they have some similar goals or maybe they're struggling with the same things. These are the people that honestly, when you see big groups come up, you know, like the come up, like I remember um, back before we had a bit of a come up, it was like Marie Forleo, Gabby Bernstein, all that, that whole Brene Brown, Mel Brown, like everybody yeah. just came up together. Little did I know they were kind of all in a circle together, like all friends. And then, you know, you start to see that around them, but they, before that, they were talking before the come up, right? Some of them, most of yeah. them. Yeah. And it's like, you have to remember that these people that you're going to be on this journey with, you guys are going and you're going to go up together. 
And so what happened for me is that I was watching them thinking if I wanted to be successful, I actually had to be their friend. Mm -hmm. And that couldn't be further from the truth. It actually disempowered me so much and made me feel so left out because I, I don't, they don't need to be my friend. They're busy. They have a social life. They, they don't have time for me. And I was like, why can't I get into the circle? Like I go to their stuff. I, you know, I talk to them, but I just can't seem, they just don't seem interested. I was like offended. And I look back and I'm like, you are, that was so silly. Like these people are so busy and they're amazing giving you all of this stuff through their programs and lives and they're serving so hard. And I want to break into something that they already have like their social time set up and anything that I would take would now be taking away from their family. Like it's, it's a, it's when you really get to realize like, Oh, these people are going to be my mentors for a while. If they become a bonus friend, awesome. But if not, I'm going to create my own peer group and my own group that I come up with. And that is freedom. That is where you free yourself. And so focusing on that peer group of um, how are we going to stay in touch? How can we make sure that we stay in touch at least every other week, maybe for an hour? Do we start a zoom mastermind? None of my masterminds had ever been in person. You guys that I had done before that were on a regular basis. I had one girl in Costa Rica. I had one girl in Colorado and we met for five years, every other Thursday for one hour, we split it 20 minutes, 20 minutes, 20 minutes for each person. And we would just say, you know, how are we feeling? What's coming up? What do we need help with? And that would be our 20 minutes. It was timed. It never went over because if it did, that meant it would interrupt someone's life. And then they wouldn't want to get on the next call and you'd be resentful. Um, And so not showing up would end it and going over time would end it. And this was very clear to all of us. They were very clear rules. And so we just stuck to it. And that's really how I started building more of that, like, you know, the peer group while also having the mentors that I would follow them, ask them, you know, how I could be of help. I would try to add value before they would ever, I would ever even ask them, you know, how can I add value to this person? How can I share their program, their podcast? How can I bring people to this book launch? How can I bring more followers to them? Because I know they're trying to get something out. So that is how you create those networks and then learn how to use them and get ready for rejection, by the way, because when you're building a peer group, like, especially as an adult, you're going to need to ask 50 to 70 people. I'm being so real. especially if this is new for you right now, you got to find those people. You're going to get rejected. Your ask is going to be weird at first. Like you you have to learn how to ask um, and get very specific on what your intention is. These are all really important things, Um, but be willing to fumble through it. Like be so proud that you're doing it because it's going to happen. So be willing to fumble through it and have grace. I love hearing this from you, Laura, but I just want to say something because people might be listening that are more introverted thinking, holy crap, this feels really scary. I'm getting really like, uh, you know, nervous in my belly thinking about approaching people, talking to people, getting myself out there. But I want people to know that like, Laura, you are an introvert. I have such, it's, it's definitely like changed for me, but I, I for sure can be a even at this, I was just at an event, you guys, and all I wanted to do was go in my room and just like sequester, even though that's not what my highest self wanted. But it's definitely I prefer like I would rather not be challenged in the social world, especially with new people. But I am miserable and lonely when I don't have these deep connections. And I feel very lonely and lost when I don't have people I can rely on or reach out to. So I really focus on Um, and I look at the pain as so momentary for a long-term gain. 
And I remember if I want this thing, which I do more than anything, because I can't wake up another day feeling disconnected, like I have no one um, and no one to share anything with, even if it does go well. Um, so I really actually kind of dig into the present pain and go, okay, I'm so over, like, I'm so over feeling this way. And also project out like this pain's only going to get worse. Like you guys, you guys are already in your worst case scenario. You're not doing the thing that you love and you don't have the friends you want. So who cares if you get some rejection on the way to the most blissful, satisfying life and relationships ever? There's no way to do that without pain, without fire. There's just not like if you want to expand, the only way to expand is to go and sit in the fire. Like you it's it's total refinement. It only makes you better. Um, it's so worth it. And it's so normal everybody goes through it. There will be rejection. You will feel dumb. And that's great. That's how you grow. That's great. I always say uh, to myself all the time when I'm experiencing exactly what you experienced this weekend and all the time, but I always say to myself, okay, this is going to be over before I know it. Discomfort is so temporary. You're going to be uncomfortable for an hour. You might even only become uncomfortable for five minutes. Then you'll start having a conversation with someone and you'll forget that you're uncomfortable. But growth, the growth that happens, the relationships that are built, the stuff that you want to happen, like that's permanent. The discomfort is just for a moment. And so I love that you said that we're so on the same page. And I know that that just gave a lot of people a little bit less fear that kind of just like, you know, how we said, when you discuss it, when you open it up, when you talk about it, when you share your vulnerability, it kind of takes fear's power away. So yes. I hope that helped you if you're listening and you're more introverted. So let's move on to the next step. The last step, right? It's four steps. So yep. the go for it formula. Oh my gosh, this is so, this is gold, by the way, Lori. I'm oh learning God. so much today. I love, I'm Yay. So let's go. Number four. <laughs> okay. Number four is put pressure behind your goals. Mm. And there's no way to get to your goal without pressure. And it's how you perceive pressure, right? So many people are like, even can hear that and maybe put a negative connotation on it. Like, I don't want to feel stressed. I don't want to feel pressured. If we don't feel that way, you will not actually take action. If you give yourself an out, at all times, which I, anything that you have not achieved that you've actually put down as a goal or on a vision board, there's not enough pressure behind it if you have not reached that goal. So Billie Jean King says, she's a, a professional tennis player. She says, pressure is a privilege. And often we need to make up our own pressure in order to get to the level that we want, right? Pressure is a privilege because it pushed her to perform. When there was an audience there, it was a privilege to get all of those nerves for her to train extra hard, for her to say, oh my gosh, on the last week of, uh, you know, before the championships or whatever she was playing, I'm going to show up three times, five times in one day for training instead of the one, because there's pressure, there's an audience, there's things on the line, there's money on the line, there's contracts on the line, there's her name on the line. That is so much pressure. But if she did not have that, she would not have gotten the best out of herself. And this is where I really want you to hone in. Pressure gets the best out of you as long as you can keep it in check. Of course, you're going to go back and forth and toggle with this relationship with pressure. And this is where every person grows is this back and forth relationship with how, how we perceive pressure. The outcome of the pressure that you apply or the pressure that you have is going to be fully based on the way that you perceive pressure and the things that you say in your head around pressure. And then after the performance that you did around the pressure that you had. So it's got to be 
a positive relationship with pressure. I'll share a mantra. And then what do you say afterward? So for me, whenever there's pressure, I think it because without it, I would be done with launching this new product company that I'm doing without it. I wouldn't have launched my book. If I wouldn't have gotten prepaid, if they went to prepaid me, are you kidding me? I would have been like, I'm out of here. I even thought here's your money back, but I couldn't do that either. Cause I spent part of it. So, which was probably my higher self going, okay, you can give this back, but you need to create a scenario where you can't give this back. And I was like, great, we're going to put this down on the book launch. Like, that's what we're going to do. We're going to put this down on, on going around and doing a book tour. And so, you know, you have to create a scenario where you have to put so much on the line that your higher self is forced to come out that a part of you that does not yet exist actually has to step up and become the person who could cope with the pressure or who can show up in a way that is different than you ever have before. And you're not going to do that unless you are forced to, you're not going to do that unless you're forced to. So pressure can come in the form of, um, putting money down on a mastermind, putting money down on a college, putting, um, money down on an event, putting money down on education, um, sharing with the world every single day, what you're going to do, uh, putting a bet out there. You're saying you're going to shave your head. If you don't do the thing, some people are like, you're crazy, but I promise you, if you love your hair and you say you're going to do something and you have to shave your head, you're going to get it done. Like, these are the types of things I'm talking about. And I'm only talking about them with you because it's the truth. Like, I wish I could like sugarcoat it and give you all of the airy fairy, like, yes, you'll still make it if you don't do this, but you probably won't because we're humans and we're trying to protect ourselves at all cost. Mm -hmm. And when shit gets hard, you're going to quit unless there is something really big on the line. And mm -hmm. I do this to myself every single time in the form of I tell all my closest friends, I tell them why it's important to me. I either put money down on something. I start the event before I can let myself even, you know, I sell tickets to an event before I can even say no. So then everything's out there. I put money down on a venue space. Um, I go and hire someone to help me get another book out. Like all of these different things where I would quit if I did not do the thing. So pressure is required, but then also what do you say uh, just to finish up? You know, what do you say if your performance sucked afterward? Um, like, what are the words that you have to, what are the, what are the beliefs that you have to have? And for me, it's Jen, you've already said it. Like everything is happening for you. Um, you know, I, I grow from the failures. It's, it's not about failing. It's about my comeback rate. It's about how fast I can get up from it. Um, I never fail. I actually just learn. Cause that's the truth. That is 100% the truth. There is no failure. There's just learning. Um, you know, now I can add to that. Like I have the most amazing supportive network. People still love me no matter what happens. Um, this is just going to be a piece of my history that I can't wait to talk about because it's just going to propel me into something even bigger in the future. And these are true beliefs because I see, I find them. I find this happened to, you know, a friend who lost all of his friend's money and, and he still went on to create all of these incredible companies and, you know, do all the things. And it's like, oh, I have proof. Okay. This person over here who had a failed book launch, but you had no idea at all because they went on to continue having amazing book launches. So go and find your proof and have grace on yourself. Like I, I talk to myself, like I'm doing the best I can, or Laura, you're doing the best that you can. I'm so proud of you for showing up. You're literally in the 1% of the world who's willing to put themselves in this position. Like, I'm so proud of you for going for it. I would rather go for it, you know, like die trying than look back and just like really 
regret not having um, gone for or fulfilled like this calling from God, like whatever it is. And um, that's really something that that lets me sleep at night. Yeah. And when so I'm looking at you and I'm thinking when you look for proof. So sometimes you can find proof outside of yourself like, OK, you know, she failed and she like totally messed up her entire launch and she still, you know, got herself back up and went for it and got it and like is so successful. But you could also look for it. And I'm, I'm listening to your story and I know a lot of your story. You can look for it within yourself and your past at a different level. Like you yes. can always look for that proof like, oh, wait. I felt this same way. Maybe I was at a different level in my life when I messed up at, you know, when I was a trainer and I like totally failed or shit the bed in whatever I was doing. And I thought I wasn't going to make it. I was so mad at myself for that failure. But now when I look back, that was the greatest thing that ever happened because it led me to X, Y, Z. And sometimes you can find your proof within your own past, which goes back to connecting the dots, looking backwards. And I like, you think you shared like four or five different times where you could just find that proof within your own story and prove to you yes. that you always have everything that you need to get through any failure, any mess up, any rejection, because you've done it. Yeah. And as you know, in the beginning, you don't have those things as much, but as you progress, I tend to actually look more back on my story than like finding that proof in the beginning. It's more like I have to go find it. Cause I'm like, okay, you failed at everything. So <laughs> you're not there yet. Um, but you know, now that I look back, I'm like, oh, I actually haven't really progressed or grown from anything but failures. Like the wins are fun and you celebrate and you drink champagne and do all the things or whatever you like to do. But you're not like, wow, the growth is exponential. I was a different person before that. Like this, I, I now have had a couple of experiences this last year that have been the hardest, hardest times of my life simultaneously to like, um, family dynamics changing and like my husband losing his dad, who was like our favorite person in the whole family. And, um, no offense to anyone in the family, but they know it. Um, and that growth and that struggle in those failures, I, I would say I felt at the moment, like I had a couple of the most epic failures of my life, like humiliated. Like I, I pray people don't find out about it when it was happening and how can I fix this? How can I cover it up? Like all of the horrible things that were making me pull away from everyone. Like I wasn't talking to anyone. I wasn't calling anyone. So as much as I'm giving you advice right now, I did opposite of my advice during these very dark times. Um, I spent a lot of the time crying. I didn't want to get, get out of bed. I was up at 2 a.m., um, and I can tell you that remembering what works, remembering to call my friends, remembering to share when I finally came out of like the, the haze of, of like the depression around it. Um, that is the only thing that pulled me out. And also I look back now and I go, oh my God, because of that pressure and that feeling, my, my capacity is so much bigger than I ever thought I would ever be able to carry I am a different person. I look at things differently. I am not afraid of failing anymore the way that I was. I'm not afraid of disappointing people. Don't get me wrong. I don't like it. I don't want to, but it's not going to be the end of me, right? That's what we always think. Like that'll just end me. That'll end my career. No, it won't. It's going to freaking propel you because you're going to learn so much from it. You're going to come back from it. If you remember, like I did, thank God, I did a lot of prayer. And thankfully within that, somehow it was like, okay, call, call your friends, <laughs> like, 
go talk to somebody. So prayer, network, oh my gosh, safety nets, supporting yourself, so much grace, all the things, but mostly grace, friends, God, all those. Your vulnerability right now is changing somebody's life. I want to just really share my gratitude and appreciation for you right now in this moment, because everything that you shared today, but really very importantly, what you just shared, like that this happened to you recently, people are going to listen to this and they're going to be like, wow, that's going to be something that they can pull from. Mm -hmm. If she experienced that and she's now out on the other side and she's saying this now, her capacity is so much bigger. And now she's no longer afraid of all of these things because this happened to her. I know for a fact, there's people listening to this right now that you just gave hope to. Mm -hmm. And it's, beautiful. And this is the power of being seen. And again, like Lori, because you put yourself out there and you dared yourself to start a podcast when you didn't feel ready and you probably like didn't feel worthy of doing that. You you inspired me to now do this. And it's like a snowball effect. And now we're having this conversation that I know is going to help somebody in such a big way. So I mean, I couldn't be more grateful. Let's really quick go over the four steps so that anyone that's taking notes can have those four steps to go for it formula. And then I'm going to ask you one last question and then we'll get out of here. But this has been mind blowing. I knew it would oh, be. This is are you, anytime, anytime you, we, we want to chat and turn the camera on, I'm down. All right, here we go. Go for it formula is know what you really want and why. Figure out your fears and obstacles and how to support them, not overcome them, support them build your network and learn how to use it. And then number four is finally put pressure behind your goals. Put pressure behind your goals. I love it. Okay, Lori. So this is the I Dare You podcast. So I want to know one thing that you're daring yourself to do right now. Like what is something that is a dare that you know you're doing it. It's scary. It's hard, but you gotta, you gotta, it's like, it's almost like someone said, okay, Lori, I dare you go. What's something for you? Um, I'm releasing a lot of things that are good to make room for, um, what I know is my untapped greatness, but I'm always afraid to pursue just meaning like, um, I have a lot of really good things in my life, but they're not allowing me to go deep on anything. And I've always, um, it's always made me insecure because I can surface look good at quite a few things, but it's, it's a, I'm efficient. I'm not effective. So I want to be, a, I want to know what that feels like to feel effective, deeply effective in certain areas, like very few areas. Letting go of things that you've done for so long that you're good at, that, you know, you've got, you know, it's like, Oh, I feel good when I do this. I know that I can work this. That is one of the hardest things to do, but you, Uh sometimes, you know, you need to let go of something, whether it's a relationship or something that you do or something, a part of your job or a part of your business, we let go of an entire arm of our company in order to make space for the stuff that you know is going to move you forward in the way that you want to move forward. And it takes a lot of balls to let go even more so sometimes than to push forward and to hold on and to start something new. So that's a huge dare. And I will send you a million voice notes to support you on that dare. <laughs> I, I call them my love letters from Lori. So I love them. I love them. They, they're little love notes. I know. They're love notes. They're love notes. I'm going to have them transcribed someday and just put a little <gasps> coffee table book together. Oh my God. Although we say a lot of stuff in there. Maybe I won't. I don't know. Well, one day we'll laugh at the stuff. So when we're we old, it'll, it. be, it'll be fun and cute. <laughs> All right, Laura, this was incredible. Tell everybody where they can find you and follow you and learn from you. 
Oh my gosh, Jen, I just want to thank you. Um, I'm just so proud of you. And also I'm just so grateful for you. Uh, I didn't, you know, you guys, I did not know that Jen was listening to the podcast and that that was such like a light for her. I had no idea when I met her, I was just like, I just want to be friends with this girl. Um, I just loved your energy. And when I found that out, I was like, wow, it just made me so happy that I went for it. So I hope that you go for it because your friendship has just been like one of the biggest blessings for me. I feel so loved and supported. And this podcast, um, you know, is podcasts were my friends for a very long time before I had friends in this arena. So I hope that anyone listening, me and Jen are your friend right now, or we're your sub friends till you create this for yourself. Um, but you can find, follow all of those things at Lori Harder on Instagram. That's usually where I hang out or the podcast earn your happy. Those are my two main places. That's it. Go subscribe to Earn Your Happy. It will change your life just as it changed mine. <laughs> and I love you, Laura. Thanks for being here. All the things are going to be in the show notes. And go step outside that comfort zone. Live your best life. I dare you. Bye. I dare you. <laughs> Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of the I Dare You podcast. I'm so grateful you chose to spend this time with me, but I'm even more grateful for your future self that you are building one dare at a time. So my first dare for you is to subscribe to the show and then share it with a friend who you think needs to step a little bit more outside their comfort zone and into their best lives. They'll thank you for it. I'll see you next time on the I Dare You podcast.